and we are back for another Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. I hope that you're up and at them and ready to go and your feet are on the floor. And if they're not, get ready because we're going to put your feet on the floor for you and get you going. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Shay? Morning, moment. You must be extra excited, Dad, because of what you have going on today. What's on your schedule? Well, the fact that nothing is on my schedule except headed down to pick up my grandson and spend the day with him. I am blessed. I am cherishing the opportunity. And, uh, you know, the Godfather said it's family over everything. So all of my coaching clients today were, you know, very happy for me that I called and said, hey, I'm taking a day off to spend it with my grandson. And they go, that works. So uh, if you're going to play hooky, that's a good reason why. So I'm super jacked up, um, you know, just to, you know, to see and watch him grow up and and notice how Noodleberg he is. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so speaking of how Noodleberg he is, and it's going to tie into some of the content for today, but when we, so we, so I want to shout out the JW at Bonnet Creek in Orlando because it's relatively new. They opened right at the start of the pandemic or were planning to start at the pandemic and then opened up somewhere shortly after that. So they've only been open for like a year and the service was incredible. The room was incredible, but we sat at the pool on Sunday before we came back and um, true Noodleberg style. Kai is in the pool. There's a kid kind of swimming around him, eyeballing it. I'm watching the whole thing happen from my chair. And they're kind of eyeing each other, trying to figure each other out. And I think like the opening line was like, you know, I'm Kai, what's your name? Or vice versa. I think he might have started it. And then the second thing was like, I'm into aliens. Are you into aliens? They were into <laughs> aliens and they were off and running. Like, you God, <laughs> right. So uh, the commonality traits were <laughs> every time. You know, what do we have in common? Let's go. And that's all we're doing. Exactly right. right. So we'll figure let's out the rest. Good morning. Wake up music, and then we'll welcome everybody into the huddle. So as is customary on this show, we have shout outs and current events and things that are of importance. Shay, show me the Mayans. So tonight is the third season, uh, the premiere of the Mayans. For those of you who don't know the show, you're missing out. It is the derivative or the next phase of uh, Sons of Anarchy, which by far is my favorite series bar none. Yeah, I think I'm going to actually go back and watch Sons again because it's been a while since we've watched it and we've gone through some good shows and we're looking for something new to watch. I think we're going to go back and actually start Sons again to go through it because it's worth it. I've watched it three times and every time I catch something new, I get weak in my heart, you know, a lot of times. So uh, great stuff. And then a big shout out to Jack Delacio, who I uh, is a recent friend, CEO of a company called Essentia 
which is a mattress company in Boca. I'll be seeing him on uh, on Thursday. So shout out to you, my friend. Thank you for joining us this morning. This is a good group. This is a group that networks like nobody else. So everybody, big welcome to Jack. So staying true to the shout outs, I want to give a uh, shout out to a, a new name that I saw. I'm sure that you've already seen it, but I want to make sure that I shout everybody out. But actually, before I do that, I want to show Jake's quote, because as I, I love uh, every opportunity that Jake gets passed over where he said grandson and son today. Correct. Jake is joining you on the trip, but it's really only about Kai. Shout out to Abigail Troutman, who's coming in from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So we're completing. We've got Raleigh, North Carolina. We've got Charlotte, North Carolina. I believe Larry Long Jr. is in Charlotte as well. So we're keep adding people to that North Carolina. Shout out to the tourist team. Glad to have you guys in this morning. Goldfarb, Deborah D. Robinson, as always, great to see you guys. But a special shout out to Andrew Feldman. Because while I was on vacation on Friday, I went back, I watched the episode of Feldman Friday, which that in itself was worth the show when he said Feldman Friday. I was like, phenomenal. That guy came guns blazing, man. He was ready. And that he exactly did. He came prepared and he did an unbelievable job of asking questions. And so for those of you who did not see the show um, he co-hosted it. He completely flipped the script on my dad and asked great questions about preparation, about practice, about in-game adjustments. Uh, you guys talked about ego in sales and leadership. You talked about feedback loops. So there was a lot of really good content, really good nuggets in there. So for those of you who did not see that Friday episode, I highly suggest you go back and watch it because it was a great conversation and the tables were turned. Now, now, there's a significant point you're bringing up there besides Andrew, which I'm so enjoying working with him. True professional, totally gets it. But all of the content that we put out every single day, feedback's been amazing. People say, wow, you guys have really jacked it up. Guess what? We did. Um, it's a byproduct of process. Very similar to what we do in business every day. We created a process to drive and handle good content here. So the old shows, which are all on YouTube, Go back and look at them. Throw yeah. out nuggets. Give us ideas. You know, uh, tell us what worked for you. It's actually part of the, it's part of the extra surprise and delight that we're doing for the get on the ball team members. Is on Wednesday we're calling it the halftime report, and we're summing up Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday's huddle for people. We're giving them the nuggets and we're delivering them the link to be able to go back and watch it. And if they don't have notes from it, we're giving them the notes because that's what we truly believe in is really, you know, developing ourselves and taking that talent and growing from it. But staying true to that and, and plowing through content and trying to figure out what's out there and what's happening. WTF with NFT. I don't know how many of you are paying attention to what's going on or have seen the letters NFT all across uh, all across the news, really. Everywhere, right? It's everywhere. And NFTs stand for non-fungible tokens. So first of all, the name is horrible. <laughs> like, what the fung is a token, man? <laughs> what, the, what the fung is going like, Shay, what's going on out here? What the hell? What the <laughs> What the hell's going on out here? And so for those who don't know what that stands for. It leverages blockchain technology to let anyone buy an original copy of a piece of the internet. 
So for instance, people that are creating artwork or creating digital playing cards, everything is moving to this digital space where we no longer have physical, tangible things. If anything, the way to buy that is through an NFT. And it's mind blowing what's happening right now. But yesterday, um, so there was a JPEG file that sold for $69.3 million and it was Jack Dorsey's original tweet that hit 2.5 million, uh, you know, retweets right. and follows and everything. So, I mean, why anybody is paying $70 million for a tweet? I have no idea. But <laughs> so, clearly someone who has way too much money on their hands. So uh, certainly that, but if you pay attention to current train trends, Tom Brady and, and Gronk, um, actually started a company that is focusing on this stuff. So, so, and they yesterday, you know, fresh off the Super Bowl victory, he announced the or uh, Rob Gronkowski announced the launch of the championship series, which are NFT collections that are in collaboration with artist Black Madre that um, you're able to get a piece of their championship series, their memories, their events what they what they experience you're able to buy an original copy of this collection so there there is a massive movement to there it's a great investment opportunity i think because obviously it's growing so rapidly you don't know what's going to happen with it um but everybody's talking about it uh, it's pretty amazing you know for somebody like me in my 60s to even this whole blockchain thing in general is just crypto whatever it's like I don't know, for crypto, we used to put a lighter to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so He's I'm lost. Crypt. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> somebody, got, somebody brought crypt. You were what the hell's going on out here? <laughs> this is exactly right, Shay. That is exactly right. So the last piece of daily content before we jump in to the meat and potatoes of it is today in history, James Madison is born. And for those of you who aren't familiar with who James Madison is, he was the fourth president uh, of the United States. He was one of the co-authors with Alexander Hamilton of the Federalist Papers. The Federalist Papers were these um, this group of documents that helped push the Bill of Rights to get ratified. And he was the one who introduced the Bill of Rights to the House of Representatives to get that initial process started to get us to the Constitution and where we are today. So today we are going to celebrate James Madison. We are going to talk about the Bill of Rights, but not the Bill of Rights that you're thinking of. But before we do that, Shay, give me the morning motivational. Oh, what do you got, Dad? What do you got? No, no, no. Go. Good. Give us some morning motivational music. Go. Go.
Can't, can't go wrong with John Mellon. Literally, the quote that I said to Jake yesterday was, you can't go wrong with John Mellencamp, right? <laughs> you know, people, I, I don't want to play down. John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp. Get it right. John Cougar Mellencamp. No, no, he, he dropped the Cougar. He went to John Mellencamp again. So just let's get that right. Jake, <laughs> wrong. X. <laughs> Give yourself the X, Jake. Give yourself the X. There you go, man. Uh, so uh, the power of the music that we play every morning you know, digging back, finding these songs, and then relating it to content is so much fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, I got a lot of feedback about Backstabbers, and it was, you know, at yep. two Brute. So, uh, you know, this is great, man. You're right. You start out with John Mellencamp, you did good. So the reason for the song is because we were talking about James Madison, we're talking about the Bill of Rights, but the Founding Fathers wrote the Bill of Rights not as this end-all, be-all article, but as the start of what a country or a nation could grow on and can continue to develop to, which then I thought to myself, where's the Bill of Rights of Sales? Where's the, and I love the graphic, Shay, thank you so much for this, but yeah. where where are the founding articles that it doesn't matter what industry you're in, it doesn't matter you know where you rank or what you're doing or what you represent, where are the fundamental beliefs that you're able to grow from that will make you successful? So I took the opportunity to write our first five articles of the Sales Bill of Rights. Now, I do this in my coaching calls and everybody knows this. I actually point out, like it's a highlight coming, coaching moment. So I want people to pay attention as I'm about to say something. I go, this is a coaching moment. You, you have the opportunity to learn. So they're, they're focused in. I am telling the entire huddle. This is a coaching moment because this is a quality piece of content. So rock. And so some of these are basic fundamentals that we've talked about before, but this is put together in a way that's very strategic for the first foundations of the five things that you should be revolving your career around. And the very first one is that you have to know, believe, and actually operate like you are the CEO of your life. And when we talk about that, we talk about that in a lot of different ways, but I think the first and most important thing is accountability because the CEO is always accountable to themselves before anybody else. They have to be accountable to themselves. And if you're not operating that way as a sales professional, you've got really no chance to be successful because you're relying on other people to hold you accountable. Um, it's really, you know, I, I use this all the time because number one, if you can't be accountable to yourself, you can't expect other people to be accountable to you. So that's, that's the first thing that happens. But you know, clearly, if you think like a CEO, if you put yourself, okay, I'm the CEO of Noodleberg Inc. Well, CEOs make decisions every day and the success or failure of their company is based on those decisions. It happens personally too. That's when you go to sleep, what you eat, what you, who you hang out with, all of that. Everything shit. you do. And right. so the, ne the next part of that is that you can't ever have the victim mentality. CEOs are never looking at the business going, oh, we're the victim of what happened in the pandemic. CEOs are looking at the business saying, okay, this happened. What do we need to do now to be successful 
from here. So that victim mentality can't ever creep into your psyche. You can't ever play the victim card and say, oh, well, you know, they didn't want this or, you know, if the call would have gone slightly different, then we would have gotten that deal and that would have happened. You're not the victim of what happened. Circumstances and environments do not dictate the success that you have. And that's the way you think and operate. So I'm going to go and call bullshit okay. because the, the point is great, but there are shitty CEOs. There are shitty head coaches who point the blame and don't ever own it. And so the point is well taken. You are absolutely right. But this is what separates the winners right. from the losers. This kind of shit, when you define yourself by these kind of rules or these rights, you know, that's the difference. You have worked for head coaches that wouldn't take any blame. We've all exactly. heard after the game, well, you know, if the receiver had one more step and if the ref didn't do that bullshit, that play didn't cost you the game, own it, find out what, you know, so that you're not in a position. So that victim mentality happens in sales all the time. Oh, if I would have made that sale. So I love the point. I just want to show that that's how you be accountable. If you're sure. accountable, you are never that. Exactly. And then the last part of that, if you're thinking, oh, well, I can't be the CEO because I don't have the title or I don't have enough authority within my organization. Leaders come from actions, not titles. Leaders act a certain way. I don't care what position you're in. You know, I, I wouldn't I didn't have the head coach title when I was at Lafayette College, but I, I operated as if I was the head coach because there was a void that needed to be filled and I was not afraid to step in to that void. So I think it's important for you to realize that, that in the first article, that's how you own and operate as the CEO of your life. The second article is that who you are matters. You have to truly believe this because the belief in who you are is far more important than what you represent. Sales is a one-to-one -one contact sport. The belief has to be in yourself before your products. Not that you don't that you don't believe in what you do or what you represent, but if you don't believe in you first, you're going to get blasted out of the water. So I, I love this because I'm working with a new client that we just uh, started with yesterday. They're in Dallas, Texas. Shout out to Olivia and Stan. Um, hopefully you're watching this morning, but they asked me a question. They go, can a salesperson be successful if they're introverted or unfriendly? I said, wait a minute, two different things. If they're introverted, I still believe that there's a way that they can connect, yes. that they can be successful. If they're unfriendly, you know, look <laughs> at the Godfather. Unfriendly, inexcusable i mean seriously like Correct. there are people who are unfriendly do not go into sales Correct. there are plenty of plenty of jobs where you cook french fries but like the godfather said be my friend that could be the crowning jewel of sales if you go out and make friends at scale boom you know so who you are your ability to make friends will di dictate the amount of at-bats you get the more at-bats you get the more closer you're going to get to being successful. It's so freaking simple. So the two other pillars of that is that marketing is now your job, not the company's. You have to take the responsibility for marketing yourself because who you are matters. And building trust, respect, and likability is how you feed the top of the funnel. That is the philosophy on how I bring leads in, who I'm looking to bring in, and how I feed the top of the funnel. You do that with great velocity and great quantity, you're guaranteed to be successful. 
So who you are matters and breaking it up into those three buckets is what the second article of the Bill of Rights is. So wait a minute, Shay, show me Michelle Morrison. Um, first of all, great comment, Michelle. Fantastic. Um, confidence is a whole thing. I'm actually just wrote a whole um, series on confidence for one of my clients, but this is what happens. Success comes after confidence, not the other way around. People think that, oh, when I'm successful, I'll be confident. No, and I'm, I will share this in one of the huddles, but when you train, you train so that you can trust what you trained on. That's oh. what confidence is. Man. So <laughs> let's get to the third article because the fourth and the fifth are also doozies that talk right to that. But the and I got a feel. I got a feeling that we're going to have some overtime today. But the third article is show up differently. You know, I think most people talk about initial outreach as their first impression. And when you think about it as your first impression, that kind of scopes how you reach out to somebody. But most people's first impression with me is their last impression because they're not thinking about it as their last impression. If you were reaching out to somebody thinking about what's the lasting mark I want to leave with them, if this was the only piece of conversation they ever had with me, it would completely alter the way you reached out to somebody. So showing up differently, instead of thinking about it as your first initial outreach, think about it as your last. How are you going to leave a lasting mark with like that, that first thing that you do with somebody? That's good. That, that's really, really good. Um, you know, and I, I think just because you're a sales professional doesn't need you to be selling. And I learned that the hard way from some good friends early in my career that you dude, you never turn it off. You're always selling even to us. You're selling us your company. You're selling us the story. How great you guys, you know, you know, there's, don't sell it. Just, right. you know, don't sell it. And it's about them, not you. Like right. I coach people all day long. I look at their initial, you know, message to connect with people. And I say, look at your first sentence. I, you're talking about you in the first sentence. Make it about them. Say something about them. Show up with value, not an ask. Make it about them, not you. That's how you show up differently. So uh, uh, D. Robinson, who always brings great insight, Shay, you can show me her comment. So whoever you hire to do anything, you got to live with them for a while. You know, so if you don't like that person or don't want to hang out with them, that experience is going to be crummy. So if you're someone good to hang out with, well, shit, and you get the job done right, that is showing up differently because confidence is not caring whether they buy or not all right we're gonna go in and we'll go to overtime excellent job shay so the fourth article is that preparation is mandatory not optional preparation is mandatory and when we talk about preparation preparation starts with research and studying it talks about having a game plan for everything, breaking things up into situations. You know, you and Feldman talked about it on Friday, but if this happens, what's your counter move? What's, how are you prepared for that to come up in a situation? Are you ready to put the brakes on a conversation and say, hey, this isn't going the way that I thought. Are you ready to tag off to a teammate? Are you ready to move to a different topic? All of the different ways of breaking things up into situations to be prepared. And real pros practice every single day. Tom Brady gets right back to work after winning a Super Bowl championship with 
his preparation in the gym, his preparation with his diet. So, you know, real preparation starts with taking care of the things that take care of you, your mind, your body, your spirit, and then going into being prepared with everything that you do as a sales professional. You bring up a great point because a great sales professional understands it's just like a game. You got to feel the game. You can't be 40 miles away and then get the feel of the game. Sometimes you call an audible because you feel the game is getting away from you or it's not working the way you want or the way you planned it. You know, that's the same thing in sales is that if you keep driving, that's where you make mistakes. You're pushing people further and further away. The minute you stop, put the brakes on it and say, own it. Hey, this wasn't going the way I want. Let's just chuck it and talk baseball. And if you, like, haven't, oh, done, if you yeah. haven't done your research and studied and are prepared for those moments and practiced in the mirror, like that to me is greatness is, is, is looked at because of the results. Great. There's world is littered with, with lack of talent or with talented people who with, did not put the work in to become great. Talent is, is a dime a dozen. I don't care about talent. I want somebody who's going to show up consistently to do the work. So the last and fifth article of the Sales Professional Bill of Rights is ask, don't pitch, right? Oct uh, you have to be an expert to ask the right questions to people. When you show up to a doctor, a doctor doesn't give you a menu of options for treatment, right? A doctor asks you the right questions to uncover the pain, in order to be able to ask those questions, you got to be an expert in what you do. You got to have a doctorate in your industry, in your service, in your product, in what you do. By asking the right questions, you're able to uncover the pain, which allows you to offer value and experience. Offer offering value and experience becomes solutions, and that's how you sell. That is the that is the bill of rights. Preach, my brother. <laughs> uh, really awesome. Really. Really awesome. I told everybody, this is an ownable piece of content. This drives your daily behavior. Very similar to my rules of engagement. The more stuff that's in front of you that you can check, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. That's where success comes from. I want to point out, um, Michelle Morrison has been a fan of the huddle and been here a long time. She and I have never had a virtual coffee. And I said, let's change that. So we're, we're going to schedule coffee if you have not had coffee with other members of this, that's where the meat and potatoes are. That's where the stuff happens. People are doing business. Um, the, the stories I get of who's doing business with who and who introduced who to who are amazing. So make sure you use that tool, virtual coffee. Much appreciated. Kyle Kashuk with the shout out of the shirt representing our Knowles this morning. Love what you guys are doing. Shout out to Mike Alford, the CEO there. Would love to have Mike in the show. So we should push him to it. But thank you, Andrew, for the feedback on the content. Have a fantastic Tuesday. Live the Bill of Rights. What do you got, Dad? Last thing is tomorrow, it's St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Anything, anything's possible tomorrow. <laughs> kiss, me, kiss me, I'm Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Have a fantastic day. Come from the cities and they come from the smaller towns.